0: Welcome to your most visionary life on this weekly podcast. We have real unscripted in-person conversations with entrepreneurs about the truth of what it takes to run a business and find a career path that you love. My name is Kelsey Riddle, and I am the founder of Visionary Life and the Visionary Method. The intention behind all of our content is simple and that's to help you live and lead your own most visionary life in your health, in your life and in your business. As you begin to listen to the episodes, you'll discover one obvious and common thread, and that's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. But perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. This show will help you break through your limiting beliefs and to inspire you to live life on your own terms, to take more risks, to actually follow your heart to set bigger goals, and to take tiny steps each day that will lead you towards your most visionary life. It's in you, it's in all of us. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful visionaries. I feel like it has been a hot while since we've chatted. Maybe because I am two days late? maybe three on delivering this podcast episode to you. And for that, I am of course, very, very sorry, but better late than never. I'm hoping you're thinking, um, because today's episode is actually a really good one and I'm so excited for this week's featured guest. So who is it? Well, back in the summer, I was able to sit down with a wonderful visionary named Caroline Gummo, who recently took over ownership of a vintage clothing store called City Revival in Prince Edward County. Caroline is young, soft-spoken, and one of the kindest and most genuine humans you'll meet. She arrived at my hotel room to record this interview, bearing the most beautiful gift for me. It was a neck scarf that I continue to wear anytime I need to dress up. And get out of my yoga clothes. And that's truly just the hospitality that you get in the county. Everyone has the kindest heart. More on Caroline and City Revival in a minute, but first, I want to share a few life and business updates. So the truth behind the tardiness of this episode is that I've barely been able to catch my breath over the last few weeks. I've not really seen my friends or barely my family, and I've seen way, way, way too much of my laptop. My eyes have literally been bulging out of my head from staring at a screen for far too long, and I am investing in blue light blocking glasses, blue light (laughs) blocking glasses, um, so that, you know, that feeling of heaviness in your eyes after 12 hours looking at a screen, hopefully that will subside, but As timing would have it, the universe dropped me a lot of what I have been asking for and what I have been working towards all in the span of a few weeks. And it all dropped at the same time. So I got a bunch of new private clients um, that I'm now working with my one-on-one program with. I launched the Visionary Method, as you may have seen. That's my holistic business coaching program that I take a group through. It's a 90-day program. And in addition to launching it, which was very taxing, I started coaching the participants in the Visionary Method. So that was pretty cool because we are on week one of our 90 days together. I also began teaching two courses at my holistic nutrition school, CSNN. So that's the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. I graduated about six years ago, and it has always been a dream of mine to teach there. So of course, that happened this month as well. And becoming a teacher has been so much fun, but absolutely one of the most overwhelming things I've ever taken on. All of this also happened amongst helping to host a 65th anniversary dinner for my grandparents, trying to devote time to my new marriage. Making healthy eating a top priority has also been something that I've really been trying to fit in. Um, The worst thing for me would to be getting sick in this time of being busy. And so... It's funny how in a time where I am busier than ever with work, I have also been better than ever with my nutrition habits. It's still something I'm trying to dissect why that happens that way, but I have been so diligent about the foods that I'm eating, making sure they're nutrient dense, as much organic as possible, getting my protein in, because I tend to not eat a lot of meat, so sometimes I slack on the protein department at each meal. Um, I've been trying to reduce any sort of sugars that I'm taking in because I know sugar depletes the immune system quite a bit. Um, And, you know, the one thing that I will say I have indulged in because I haven't been going out with friends or anything lately. um, So I've been having a glass of wine, you know, maybe four to five nights a week just to take the edge off. Um, But it feels kind of like stress reduction and it's just a way to nicely treat myself at the end of the day. So Anyways, (laughs) there's been lots going on. I feel like I've been tested in a million different ways. Um, I've definitely made some mistakes after being so busy and in this crazy time. Um, But it's reminded me to never use the excuse of I'm too busy for XYZ because I truly feel as though that would be the easy way out at this point, but you always have time to get things done that you need to get done. You always have time for things that you're passionate about and for things that you're proud to create. So busyness, as I'm sure you've heard many of your favorite mentors talk about, it's just an excuse, right? It is not a productive word in our vocabulary. And so I feel like, alas, in summary, the many, many seeds that I've planted every day to grow my business over the last five years, they're all really coming into fruition and I'm proud. You know, I I feel proud of myself and I think that's really hard to do in a world that we're constantly striving for more, more, more. Sometimes we stop or we don't stop rather and we don't give ourselves credit for how far we've come. And so I'm already plotting um, giving myself a day off, which I know sounds normal to people, but as a business owner, I don't feel as though I get a lot of days off that don't involve work. So what I'm doing to kind of reward myself and have something to look forward to is I'm plotting a day where I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm not going to be on my computer. I will have no calls with clients. I will have their social media pre-scheduled for the ones who I do that type of work for. I will not be teaching And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to do my favorite things like go to a fitness class, sit in a coffee shop, go for walks with my dog, maybe get a massage or something, something like that that I never treat myself to um, and just pamper myself for a bit and say good job for all the hard work you've done. So back to um, Carolyn, I was reviewing our notes, and I usually jot down a bunch of just quick notes on my laptop or on my podcast paper notes immediately after recording the interview. And I was rereading some of the notes that I had written down after chatting with Carolyn, and I came across something that I scribbled out saying, five lessons I learned from this podcast. And I used to do that after recording each interview. I I would write the top five lessons that I learned, because I truly believe we can learn a lot from other people. And two of these lessons were, number one, ask for help before you burn out, number two, Outsource the things that you don't feel strong doing. And these hit me like a shit ton of bricks because they are exactly what I need to hear right now. And as I begin planning for another launch of the visionary method and teaching more courses in 2019, I know for certain that now is the time to be implementing systems and asking for help and outsourcing and avoiding burnout before the holidays. So Thank you, Carolyn, for leaving me with those lasting messages and for those things that I really took away from the episode. And in editing this episode, too, it also made me begin dreaming of our next visit to the county. So Dave and I absolutely adore it. If you live in Ontario, you must go. Um, and it's just the most perfect location for both of us. We love the people, we love the food, the hospitality, and just the overall feeling that we get when we're there. So I was lucky enough to partner with the county and the community development department to bring you this episode. So I want to say a massive thank you to them for believing in me and for their willingness to support this series, which highlights the incredible talent amongst the visionary entrepreneurs in Prince Edward County. I would highly recommend anyone who's interested in learning more or potentially exploring new opportunities in life or in career to head to buildanewlife.ca and check out their blog, which shares tons and tons of stories of their residents and of their new and and time-honored entrepreneurs who have been there forever. So I'm really excited to be able to continue sharing the magic of what's going on right now in the county in hopes that we can all pull a little bit of this magic out of the episode and just put it into our own lives. Okay. So now really back to Carolyn. So as mentioned, she recently took over the family business that her aunt started many years ago called City Revival. City Revival is a vintage clothing and accessories store that gathers all of its items. And there's a lot. This store is massive. They gather all their items from Toronto to sell in Prince Edward County. I have never been to a vintage or used clothing store that I've loved more. The first time that I went in, I bought shoes, sweaters, t-shirts, bags, I got Lululemon stuff, I got Converse, Um, and everything was incredible quality. You'd never know that it had maybe been worn or perhaps it hadn't been. I was just like a kid in a candy store. Which led me to being very excited, which led me to chatting with the ladies behind the counter, which led me to meeting Caroline. And I told her about my podcast, we exchanged business cards, and it was quite serendipitous. The next time I went back, I got her on the show. So you'll learn more about the store when we dive in, but I did want to highlight something really cool about Caroline and her journey. She took over this shop with next to no formal business education, and right now she's currently navigating the journey of becoming a business owner, just one step at a time. So she is where so many of you who are listening are sitting right now feeling maybe underqualified or uncertain of the path ahead, feeling like you know there's an incredible adventure ahead of you or that it's just begun and you're just kind of playing the part and getting through the motions until everything falls into place. So I think or I know you'll find our conversation very relatable. Before her and I started chatting, and this was a few months ago that we recorded it, but we chatted about something called imposter syndrome. I'm wondering if you've ever felt like this. I think it's quite common, um, but it's that feeling of who am I to be doing this? Or what do I have to share with the world that's worthy of investing time and energy into? You know, it's that feeling of it shouldn't be me who brings this forward. And I know for many of us, that's what holds us back from bringing our gifts and for taking action on aspirations we have in this lifetime. So Caroline had said to me before recording the show that she was surprised to be featured as a guest on the Visionary Life podcast, maybe feeling like it wasn't her place. Uh, But I'm beyond thrilled to be able to highlight someone like her who is pushing outside of her comfort zone, learning what it takes to take over a business that's already been around for tens of years, and navigating the imposter syndrome each and every day until it disappears. So she may not tell you that she's a visionary, but I know that she is, and her light is already shining bright. So let's dive into today's episode with Caroline Gummo from City Revival. Okay, so Caroline, welcome to the show. So I met you a couple of months ago when I was up here in the county doing my first podcast tour here because... I was made aware that there was a lot going on, and I really had never uh, checked out Prince Edward County or knew much about it. So came here, ended up loving my experience, and I had a couple free hours. So Dave and I walked the streets of Picton, popped into your shop, and after shopping around, I came with all the things that I was buying. So I was so (laughs) excited, and you happened to be behind the counter. So we got connecting and. Uh, stayed in touch. So I'm so glad that uh, I'm able to feature your story and the story of City Revival on the podcast today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. So let's start with some rapid fire questions just to get warmed up and let the listeners get to know you. So what is your favorite way to wind down on a Friday night?
1: Okay, I think a beach walk with my dog.
0: Oh yes, we were just chatting how much we love our dogs.
1: (laughs) So much. What
0: kind of dog do you have?
1: He's a doodle.
0: Oh, so cute. Um, Where did you grow up? Um, Bloomfield. Oh, so right near here. Yeah,
1: strawberry farm.
0: Awesome. And when you feel stressed or overwhelmed, what do you do? Run. Run, cool. Have you ever done any races or?
1: Yeah, I've done the half
0: marathon. In the county? Oh, cool. Um, is that the wine one? No, no, <laughs> okay. this is a different one. It's like
1: it's in September, I think, and it's a lot cooler. Okay. Uh, colder temperature.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. And are you training for anything right now, or just more maintenance?
1: No, just more maintenance.
0: Yeah. I'm sure you're busy, so yeah. running probably doesn't have too much of a space. Yeah. Um. And what did you go to school for, if anything?
1: Um. <laughs> Uh, social sciences, specializing in conflict studies and human rights.
0: Okay, cool. Minor do you feel like, studies. <laughs> do you feel like you use that? Uh, I'm always curious, like, does that play a part in where you're at today?
1: Um, it plays a part in who I am. Yeah. Maybe, but not so much the skills.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, cool. So let's zoom the lens back a little bit. So obviously you haven't always been the owner of City Revival. Uh, so let's take it back to the years leading up to working and taking over City Revival. So, maybe walk us through, you know, your university journey, what happened in the years following, and then how that led you to eventually working and taking over the store.
1: Okay. Um, So, right after high school, I did a one-year exchange in Brazil. Cool. Um, And then I went back to Canada for university. But I thought I would work in Brazil afterward. Um, I did an internship and... It was good, but I knew that I wasn't going to stay there forever. Um, And I just ended up back home. It's the most beautiful place. Yeah.
0: So you got back home, and did you know what your career
1: path would look like? No, I had no idea. I mean, I knew that I loved the store, City Revival, and I knew that I didn't want it to go away, and I knew my aunt would retire one day. Yeah. It's just the pieces didn't really come together. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So had she ever mentioned, so obviously your aunt, your aunt started the store, right? Yes. So she started the store and obviously was getting older and, you know, probably didn't want to work forever. (laughs) Did she ever mention it to you or plant a seed in your mind? Like, Hey, you should come work here. Or Hey, would you ever consider taking over the family business?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, we always joke about those things.
0: Yeah. It's just nothing was very sure. Interesting. Um, Yeah. And did you ever have a knack for fashion or consignment? Um, Like, was this your world? Oh my
1: god, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In every country I travel to, I find the best, like, secondhand consignment shops. It's always like one of the first words I learn in the language. Yeah.
0: So So cool. So, and was that inspired by your aunt? Totally, yeah. I used
1: to, like, skip school. Um, My mom works in the store, too. So I used to skip, like, fake sick and sleep under the counters when I was a
0: little kid oh my gosh that's so cute (laughs) yeah it's funny that you say like when you go to a different country you always look for the consignment shop I'm the same way with coffee so I I just love coffee I've always been fascinated with um, coffee shop owners and the atmosphere they provide
1: such a huge variety yeah and so
0: anytime I'm somewhere new like you know I can count you know a million and one places I've been that the first thing I do is I look up like a coffee shop that I'm going to connect with and I go and I just like soak it all in and that makes me feel connected to a city okay. or a country and so it sounds like for you that happens with consignment shops and, and finding that yeah. little niche wherever you are so that's you get to cool. see
1: like the phases the country is or the area has been through like in Brazil yeah. they go through like carnival every year so there's tons of like incredible handmade sequin dresses oh, in neat. every shop because they get new ones every year and it's yeah. just ugh it says so much about the area
0: definitely the <laughs> yeah it's always a story behind everything yeah so okay so we've mentioned city revival a couple a couple of times um what is city revival and what is it that your store does so
1: it's a massive it's a huge store with clothing, shoes, purses, accessories, jewelry, like treasure, true treasure trove of consignment clothing from Toronto. We work with the same Toronto families that we have for 26 years. Wow. Um, And they they decide what they send us. And we pick it up from them and we put it out in the store. So there are new arrivals every day, like all the time we're unpacking new items. Wow. Yeah, it's
0: like Christmas all the time and why is there only clothing coming from Toronto is that because that's where the best um, like buyers are and sellers or is that just where the hub of consignment clothing is
1: Um, it started out just being where my aunt had her connections okay but I mean Toronto is amazing for fashion um, and particularly these women and men that we work with they're just so good. (laughs)
0: So cool. So what is their job then? I'm curious what this kind of process looks like. Like, do they seek out clothing for City Revival? No, they're not
1: pickers. It's just like the family is what they wear.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. Um, That's really, really neat. So your store is located on Main Street in Picton, right? Yes. Yeah. And so... Is the city very interested in consignment clothing, or what is kind of the receptiveness to this type of retail space? It's evolved. (laughs) We
1: still use, like, um, well, we have been using plain white plastic bags without any logo because in the early days, like, secondhand clothing was pretty faux pas. Right. Um, But that's come, that's turned around. Um, People are really comfortable and really excited about it. Yeah, Um, like environmentally but like also that's just it's a more exciting way to shop for a lot of people, myself included Yeah, you just never know what's going to be on there and at City Revival like you'll go buy like Gap, Gucci and then there'll be like Comrags, like smaller trauma designers and ugh but just like the cream of the crop
0: yeah, isn't it funny how there are kind of two thought camps around consignment clothing like there's someone like myself who's like what does it matter if someone's already worn something yeah. and isn't it great that it's already broken in? But then other people have um I don't know if it's a stigma or it's just, you know, it's the truth that they don't want to be wearing someone else's clothing and yeah. it still seems foreign to them that you would shop somewhere that only has like consignment or like used clothing, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And we do
1: have some new clothing as well. So Okay. We get we get both parties in there. Yeah. And you never know what conversations are going to break out because there are so many different backgrounds all shopping together. It's pretty hilarious. Like yeah. people who are shopping for brand new Chanel will come in as well and they'll be shopping beside the people who are used to shopping in like the large big box stores. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, you
0: have a lot of different opinions to manage, <laughs> yes. I'm sure. Well, it's awesome.
1: It's, yeah. I don't know, it's one of the few spaces that everyone feels comfortable in. At the same time together
0: I love that yeah it really is a community yeah yeah like no matter if you have $5,000 to spend at the time or just $5 yeah you're welcoming those people to come experience City Revival yeah uh, and ensure that you have something to give them as well which is really cool. Okay, so let's kind of, again, zoom <laughs> back. So there obviously was a time when your aunt might have mentioned, hey, like, have you thought about taking over the store? What were your thoughts around taking over City Revival? Um, well... <laughs> were you confident? Were you totally... No, I mean,
1: I'm not so sure that I still am so confident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, This that's... is in the early days, yeah. Yep. Um... But I'm having a lot of fun, and I knew, like, my aunt had a lot of fun, so I saw the, the enjoyment of it, yeah. but it's a lot of work, like, it's a lot of hats to wear. Mm. Um, it's like playing whack-a-mole all the time, Yeah. which I was aware of going into it, so I was
0: cautious, but...
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you wouldn't say, necessarily, that you grew up, like, really wanting to be an entrepreneur? No? No. no. Did you Um, have a vision for your career path? I
1: grew up on a farm, so I knew I didn't want to be a farmer. Yeah. That was like, number one, no farming. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else. (laughs) Anything else. Um, So I'm not farming. Um, At one point, I thought I wanted to work for CSIS. Like, I don't know. Sky's the limit. I just... Yeah. knew I wanted to have some fun.
0: Yeah, cool. And that ultimately <laughs> led you into a conversation that led you into taking over the shop. But I guess with your interest being in, you know, looking for consignment clothing and fashion and that, it was kind of a great
1: fit. Oh, totally. But
0: you said you didn't really feel like you had the necessary skills. No, Is yeah. that correct? Yes. Yeah. So, okay. And, what does this transition look like? So does your aunt just retire, take off, and <laughs> you are left with this massive shop to run on your own? Or was there kind of like a training and onboarding program oh, that your totally. aunt set up for you? Yeah.
1: So for five years, we did a lot
0: of mentoring. Five years. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So it definitely was not quick.
1: No, no. There's like a whole acquisition period. And
0: yeah.
1: Like, um, yeah. I, I. I tend to overstudy on these things, so I really did my research. Oh, good. Um, and still, we meet up for drinks, like, twice, two or three times a month, just yep. to go through everything. Oh, very cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And so, where did you learn the majority of your, like, business and management skills? Was <laughs> that self-taught? Uh, did you put yourself through a course online? Did your aunt mentor you through that?
1: Yeah, um, she, Faye definitely mentored me Mm -hmm. a lot, um, but no, it's all just sort of, to be honest, come pretty naturally. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been watching it for so long that it's,
0: it's mm-hmm. probably sunk in subconsciously <laughs> yeah and do you feel like you had like 110 percent confidence in yourself that like you could do it no matter what or are there a lot of moments of doubt I think every entrepreneur kind of has <laughs> you know some people yes. are like vision forward I got this no matter what comes my way but obviously you know fear can creep in where are yeah. you on that spectrum like
1: a cup of confidence and a tablespoon of uh, Yeah, (laughs) which I think
0: is totally normal. You know, it's probably like once a day or once a week. Oh, I get them too. Of like, who am I? What
1: am I? What what am I doing? I got myself into. (laughs) Absolutely,
0: it's like, oh goodness. And we were just chatting before we started recording about kind of like imposter syndrome of feeling like, is this really what I'm meant to do? And who am I to take over a store? Or who am I to host a podcast? And uh, I'm assuming that it's not just us who think that. I think it might be every entrepreneur, especially in their first 10 years, but you have to act as if you're already there, right? And it's okay to have moments of doubt, but you do have to, you know, keep your vision strong and act as if you're already there uh, and you will get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what is one skill that you're currently trying to improve, to improve upon uh with respect to managing city revival um asking for
1: help ah
0: Um, that's a big one
1: that is a big one um and knowing when to ask for help yeah i think that's huge um you don't want to put people out but you still have to uh yeah Mm -hmm. know when you need
0: it (laughs) so do you feel like for your first couple years or in the last little while that you have not asked for help and then maybe overworked or done too much
1: yeah totally yeah um I'm still like ironing out what I can do and what is Mm -hmm. too much um but I've I've been having so much luck (laughs) with with sort of um, people stepping up like this community is so amazing to work in mm-hmm. um, that that lesson is a little harder to learn because people are so kind yeah
0: absolutely <laughs> yeah and I'm assuming you do have a good support system with oh totally staff yeah and yeah and growing up
1: here like yeah everyone I've always known is here oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they want to help you yes sure. yeah yeah That's one of the reasons why I'm so fascinated with coming here to interview the business owners uh, in Prince Edward County is because there does seem to be such a strong support system between all the entrepreneurs. Totally. They all seem to chat highly of each other, support one another, um, whether that's just, you know, lending a helping hand, but also like purchasing from one another and not uh, buying everything (laughs) from big box stores or Amazon and you, this community seems to find intense joy in helping each other rise up, which yes. I think is cool. Yeah, uh, you're lucky to have been surrounded by this, and uh, I think it's something special. That's uh, definitely one of the reasons I wanted to highlight Prince Edward County and all the amazing people here. Is because I don't think we get this everywhere. Um, it's very unique. It
1: is. It's. I haven't seen it in. Well, I haven't seen it anywhere else. It definitely brings you back. Mm-hmm. you don't, you don't forget that kindness.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what does a typical work week look like for you right now?
1: Um, Ooh, it is different every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are a lot of beach visits. Um, at the end of every day, I try to get to the beach. Good for um, you. A lot of dog, dog time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of time in the shop, a lot yeah. of time out of the shop.
0: So you're in the shop, oftentimes working around the store, right? Yeah, Doing those yeah. duties. And then when you're out of the shop, what are what are the things that fill your time? Like, um, you know, you say you drive to Toronto sometimes or meet up yes. the...
1: Yeah, so I do the Toronto pickups every two weeks. Every
0: two weeks, yeah. cool.
1: Um, and then there's, like, a lot of route planning involved with that.
0: Um, what does that mean?
1: Like, scheduling 30 pickups in one day... Trying to work it between traffic yeah. <laughs> jams and Toronto traffic. Yeah. Um. But then also like, um, the accounting. Mm, that's yeah. They yeah. Good. Do you yeah. do all
0: the the number stuff yourself? No. No. You that,
1: help with I, that I learned how to ha- have help for that one. So you know <laughs>
0: your strengths versus yeah, the so, parts yeah. you do need to ask for help on. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I think it's uh, something that we all need in order to up-level our business skills is to know where you need to outsource. Absolutely, yeah. There's no way
1: I could do everything.
0: Yeah. Um, Besides, you know, the ability to ask for help, something that you're working on right now, uh, what qualities or characteristics do you kind of recognize in yourself that make you a good business owner?
1: (laughs) Um, Diplomacy, I think, is a big one. Um, working with consigners is like um, trying to get them the best money while still trying to get customers the best deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think that's a big one. Um,
0: Any other skills that you recognize that you, know, you have within you that are going to drive you forward in this? Mm. (laughs) I know it's sometimes hard but I think it's you know it's such a a great thing to know you know what we're good at and what our strengths are but oftentimes we shy away from like yeah being able to point them out so I just asked just to see No, here we go yeah
1: Um, here's confidence um bring it out girl (laughs) yeah (laughs) well I the social media comes very naturally and well, that's something that you can't avoid. Yeah. Um, not in retail today. You have to Absolutely. go forward with that.
0: And um, I think I'd love to actually touch on that a little bit more with you if you'd be open to that. Totally, yeah. Um, how important do you feel social media is for your business or driving new leads or oh, staying relevant?
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. such a consumer myself that I know that you need those like little reminders of like, yeah. oh yeah, that... that city revival in Picton.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And that's the great thing with social is that it's not like a big campaign that you do once a year and then it's over. No, it's like a daily task. Yeah. Yeah. Plant those little reminders. And And like in
1: communities like this, it's like, it's so key to be like, everyone's quite busy on their own projects, their own businesses, everything that it's nice to be able to look at your phone and feel connected to just even the person down the street from you yeah. who you might not have seen that day, but you'll hear from them
0: mm-hmm. through your phone. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, do you follow any sort of schedule with your social media or do you just post when you're inspired? Um, so far posting while
1: I'm inspired, yeah.
0: but I try to do it every day.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So
0: <laughs> maintaining some consistency.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Cool. So obviously you took over an existing business. So were you able to start infusing elements or changes of what you wanted to see since taking it over? Or have you kept everything very consistent?
1: Um, well, we had a big renovation of the store. So all the colors on the walls used to be like these bright Mediterranean, fun, funky colors, um, which I toned down. Okay. <laughs> um, so the renovation was more of like a restoration. We uncovered this like the original 1860 tin ceiling and then on the other half we had it restored like I loved doing that that was really lovely yeah um and that was like a very visual change right at the get-go and then after the purchase of the store I've been doing a lot of behind the scenes like um, databases computerizing Mm -hmm. um, things that customers might not see right away but will will help the efficiency of the business right
0: yeah and that's so important is just kind of to evolve and improve what's yeah. already there uh, so that as you grow the systems are in place mm-hmm. um, that will you know carry you forward yeah um, mm-hmm. kind of on this topic too is there a tool or a ritual or a resource that you really rely on every day in your business
1: uh, my staff ah. the
0: ladies
1: at city revival are incredible
0: very cool. Yeah. Any of them that you hired, or have they always been there?
1: Um, so a lot of them have retired, um, but my mom is still there. Oh, very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and Martha, there are quite a few of the women that have carried over from the old business. Alicia, yeah. who still works there she's been there since she did her co-op when she was 16 what and how old is she now at
0: 20 oh no 27
1: i think wow yeah and
0: she's amazing that's so cool yeah what do you feel makes a good staff at city revival like what qualities in someone makes them like a really good employee
1: um number one is having fun yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i think um, customer service is huge. Um, and, yeah.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I love that you keep fun at the forefront of your Absolutely. business. and you know, what is work if it all feels heavy and yeah. if nothing feels, like, joyful when you do it, right? And yes. That's obviously the culture that you're looking to create is one that centers around fun and obviously work hard, but, you know, find joy in what it is that you do and your work will be that much more, you know, enjoyable and impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you stay inspired and bring energy to your work each day?
1: Ooh, good question. Um, my morning run is a big one. Yeah. Just time to clear your head um, before you get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the businesses around me are really good for that too. Like we all... We all see each other regularly and you get to hear like, oh, your weekend was great. Mine too. Like, yeah, go get them for this weekend.
0: <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important to have kind of those support networks almost. Yeah. almost like getting together with your colleagues, but they're not actually your colleagues. They're yeah. the fellow business owners, but it's almost like you need to share what the challenges and the wins of the week were. Uh, just to all get on the same page and maybe one of you is dealing with something that the same one is as well so you could problem solve a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, So that's great that you recognize, you know, your morning run brings you a lot of inspiration in that. Is there any other pieces of your morning routine? I know that a lot of people... Um, before they go into work, there are a few key habits that they like to do. Besides your run, is there anything that um, you feel gets you in the right headspace?
1: Yeah, getting dressed in the morning is fun for me. Yeah, yeah. what is that process like working <laughs> I, at a
0: consignment shop? Yeah,
1: I have the best wardrobe.
0: <laughs> oh man, do you just go into the shop and like? Uh, <laughs> no, say, no. Look at my closet. No. <laughs> it. Uh,
1: what is it? You don't get high on your own supply.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. True. <laughs> um,
1: I have, a, like, I basically only wear things from the store. Of course. Um, but the competition's pretty steep. Like, all the staff, we all unpack items. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so much fun, though. Like, just oh my putting things together. And the customers are so inspiring. Like, we'll see the tackiest blazer. And then the coolest girl ever will come in just after we've like looked at it and all declared it to be hideous. And then she'll put it on, and we'll be like, "Oh!" And now we all feel that it's yeah. the best. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: and the laughing's over because yeah. she looks outstanding. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's so much fun. What yeah. a cool. Yeah. I, I feel like I would be right in on that treasure hunt. Yes. Hand, like yeah. you're ripping it all open, and it's like, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Um, that's really incredible. I want to transition to maybe some of your future plans with City Revival. So do you have any kind of plans or visions for what's upcoming in the next maybe five years or so with City Revival? Yeah. Um, we
1: have such an amazing inventory that I can definitely see a second location. Yeah. Um, in the past, we've played with them in Kingston and Belleville. Um, I think I might be up for that
0: yeah yeah not Toronto (laughs) no not Toronto oh darn (laughs) sorry selfishly (laughs) um yeah I mean I feel as though I have been to a lot of consignment shops but there has never been one that has just really resonated with me like City Revival like I mean, not only do you have a ton of supply in the store and things to pick through, but all the staff were really friendly. Yeah, It's bright. It's open. It's got such a unique variety of clothing. And uh, I do think that it is very unique in the industry that you're in. Would you say so? Yeah. 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 I've never
1: come across anything quite like it. Yeah. And the music is so fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's. It's special. It's really special.
0: Very cool. And I love that, you know, you started here in the county. Um, is there a seasonality to your business since tourism is so prominent in this county?
1: Yes. Um, there's no denying this seasonality, but it gets longer every year. Um, and the winter is sort of the best time in the county, I feel. Yeah. Like, it's just so quiet and beautiful and the Christmas lights like people keep them up all through the winter just because in the country at night it's so dark without the city lights Mm -hmm. so the Christmas lights that people leave up are so pretty yeah
0: very cool (laughs) yeah I will definitely plan on coming back in the winter at some point because you know you hear a lot you see a lot of advertisements about the county in the summer with the beaches Mm -hmm. and all the wineries and things like that but I think that uh, yeah, probably the next wave is showcasing all the winter sport that's here, and you mentioned the cross country skiing. Yes, and, you know things that you can do uh, outdoors in the winter that maybe you can't find in the big city. Yeah, so I think yeah, we need to talk about it more, and, we and I'm do. sure people <laughs> will get their butts here for a January vacation. Yeah. Um. And what is it that you feel makes this county so special? Oh,
1: I think it's the people. Um I mean the land there's no denying that the land like the dunes the the fields like what's outside of the window right now is so beautiful but yeah. the people are amazing mm-hmm. like a lot of them have been here since the first plots of land were were carved out Yeah and that's really special and then there've always been these new additions of artists and makers and like Even even in the '90s when I was growing up here, I remember like hearing about this crazy new artist who had moved into the farmhouse down the road, and like there would be all these new sculptures on her lawn. Just, ah, it's such a great history like that. Yeah, and of accepting and bringing people together.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like people can really step into their light here and shine, and uh, without fear of judgment. And Really, that's what this podcast is all about, is to inspire people to find what lights you up and Yay. walk that visionary path, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I know that for you, I mean, your story isn't that you started City Revival or that you always had this idea on your heart, but I still want to ask you our question that we asked every guest because you, I think, have a really cool, unique perspective in the sense that you took over um, an existing business. So. For someone listening who is yearning to start up a side hustle or take over a business or uh, start their passion project that's on their heart, but if they don't know where to begin, what advice would you offer to them based on your experience?
1: Um, I would say work. <laughs> work at it. Yes. Work, work in the store. Work in something similar. Get to, get to talking to people casually if possible. Mm-hmm. Um get to know it um yeah it's pretty that's very non dramatic but um mm-hmm. undramatic
0: yeah but yeah it's getting your foot in the door right i think like how does anyone get jobs these days it's usually through connections by getting your foot in the door um you know and you might have to start kind of at the bottom but if that's what's available, you have to chase that and prove yourself, right? Like I'm sure even you, you had to prove yourself to your aunt that like you were a hard worker and that you did have uh, the vision to take over the business. And, you know, you can't just sit back and and hope that one day you'll just instantly become the owner and manager. right? (laughs) Like Every journey starts somewhere. And I think a lot of the point of this podcast too is to show people that it's always a thousand tiny little steps that get you to where you are today. Totally. It doesn't happen by accident, but you know, by doing little things each day um, and sharing your passion for what it is that you want to create, eventually that will compound over time, right? Yeah, and, and exploring,
1: so. exploring it, being playful
0: with it still—that's mm-hmm. uh, yeah key. Very cool. Um, so if people want to learn more about City Revival, and especially if they're passing through the county, can you share a bit more about where people can find you and how to learn more about the shop?
1: Yeah, Um. so there's cityrevival.com, that's our website, um, but we're located at 275 Main Street Picton. Um, we have two storefronts to lure you in. <laughs> you have two storefronts? How yeah. did I not know this? Um. I don't know. They're like yeah okay it's a big store (laughs) amazing
0: well i'm headed downtown after this and i can't wait to pop back in the store so good carolyn thank you for sharing your journey of you know ultimately taking city revival into your hands and sharing your story of how it all happened so thanks for being on the show today thank you for having me that's a wrap Until next week, I hope you make tiny leaps in order to achieve your most visionary life. I'd love for you to join my insiders community. Just search visionary life on Facebook. We talk about our favorite books, our podcasts of the week, tools, tips, and tricks for making our lives easier as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. And really it's just a place to have open and honest conversation. I love taking these podcast discussions offline. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. I send a beautiful essential oil blend, the visionary blend, and a love note from me to anyone and everyone who leaves a rating and review. Just make sure you take a screenshot and send it to me with your shipping address. And if you think I'm joking, why not try it out?